But today, uh, we're, we've been talking about words of the cross. And, and we kicked off with uh, week one with forgiveness. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Then week two, we talked about salvation. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come, to me, come, when I, when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So we see the forgiveness on the cross, and we're talking about a lot of these things that happen simultaneously, but, but the flow of the forgiveness, the salvation that moved us into the relationship, when Jesus said, hey, yeah, I will see you today in paradise. But as he looked out at his mother, and even to the littlest thing, he wanted to make sure that his relationship with his mother was even taken care of. Jesus wants relationship with us from the littlest to the biggest as I was saying, he wants to bless us when we play softball, but he wants to touch our lives when we need a healing, when we need a touch, when we just need to experience him. He wants to be a part of that relationship. And he even sees that and talks about that on the cross. Something that really caught my eye today, and we'll get into a little bit later, but, but I want to bring up now is that when Peter denied Christ the third time, we don't, we don't remember so many times that Christ looked at him before the rooster crowed. And it really hit me this week that, that, that Christ looked at Peter. When he was in the courts, if you will, when, when his life was on the block, when he was at the most important time in his life, he thought about the relationship with Peter and he looked at him as the rooster crowed that third time. I don't think he looked at him with condemnation. I think he looked at him like, Peter, I told you we were going to do this. And I still desire that relationship with you. And, and that's the powerful thing about the cross. On the cross, Jesus desired that relationship so much that he died for us. But even while there, he thought about individuals and individual things. Today, we're talking about abandonment. And I thought, man, this will be a tough one. But we see in the scripture in Matthew 27, 49... And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, I, I skipped the Aramaic part of what he said, mainly because I can't pronounce it. But I don't want to make light of it, though, because, you know, so many times we think, Oh, Christ just fulfilled prophecy in, in Psalms chapter 22. He had his little tablet out there writing down all the prophecies that, that he needed to, to write down. no. I think Christ was so into it that he cried out in, in Aramaic. He cried out these things because he felt abandonment. The scripture said forsaken, which definitely means abandonment. Jesus felt abandonment on the cross. And we're going to talk about that today, but, but all of us have felt abandonment at one time. I felt abandonment today when I walked away from my bed in this nice rainy day and I wanted to sleep in. And I think some of you today have felt that because you're really quiet today. That's why I had them turn the, the, the fans on. We're going to the air conditioning next if I don't get some more feedback. But, but as I look at this, it's, it's Joel and Jeremy's birthday today. Do you guys know that? Joel, our praise team leader, and our drummer's birthday today. They're on the same day. Happy birthday. Yeah. 
But how many of you got a piece of birthday cake? Huh? Did anybody? How many were invited to the big birthday party they're having today? I don't know if they are. I'm just, this is it. <laughs> Get moved, Joe. He's smooth. This is it, he says. But we all experience abandonment, and I'm just being fun with you here. But, but what about spring break when I look on Facebook and people's in Texas, they're, they're in Galveston, and this buddy of mine that's flying over to Y, man, I feel abandonment that they didn't take me with them. But we all experience abandonment in one way or the other. If you want to dig a little bit deeper, what about Esau and Jacob? Man, mom instigated with Jacob. Man, would you feel abandonment? I kind of can relate to that. My mom always favored my older brother and my younger brother. Ain't that right, Dad? Yep, see, I got confirmation there. For those that don't know, that's my mom and dad over there. You can raise your hand up. Mom's not claiming me now. <laughs> See, now I really feel abandoned now. She's like, oh, I don't know him. Who is that guy? I thought about Joseph. You know, I, I thought about Ruth. That how at times that they felt abandoned. But Jesus experienced abandonment more than any of us will ever imagine. Jesus experienced abandonment more than Esau or Jacob or, or Ruth. He experienced abandonment of his closest friend. You know, a lot of us say, well, I can relate to that. Judas, he, he acted like we were friends, and then he, then he just threw me under the bus. And we already talked about Peter. You know, Peter tried. You know, Peter said, I won't deny you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Uh, I'm going to follow you, Lord. But he just couldn't seem to commit fully. At the time, anyway. And so Christ felt the abandonment of that. Man, I even told him. You know, we get into the the government even with Pilate. How many of us feel abandoned by the government? But Jesus felt abandonment of a government that even knew that he was innocent. But gave in to peer pressure. What about the church that... That, that abandoned him, the priest, and all those others for power, wealth, and prosperity. And what about the people? You know, they, they, as he entered Jerusalem on Sunday, Hosanna, Hosanna. Man, they were praising his name, but on Friday, a lot of them were yelling, crucify him. You know, a lot of us can relate to a lot of those, but, but one we can't relate, relate to it is the most important today is when Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I want to talk about that a little bit more because we will never experience the abandonment of God while we're here on this earth. But why did Jesus cry out? Why did Jesus cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus wasn't doubting his calling. He didn't make a mistake. He was perfect. He didn't misunderstand the mission. He was not filled with failure or despair. And his ministry wasn't even over. It was just beginning. So it wasn't that. 
I believe Jesus cried out because he felt abandonment. He was experiencing a separation from God as a sinner's substitute. At the cross, the sorrow, the grief, and the pain were at their worst. The Bible said in Isaiah, Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. Transgressions means all our offenses, our crimes, our sin. For anything that all people have done, Jesus felt that all at once. Matthew 20, 28 says he gave himself as a ransom for many. Ransom is a payment or demand by God for our forgiveness in our relationship. To him who had no sin, to be sin for us, 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us. And this is the, the, the favorite thing of it all. He died forsaken that we might never be forsaken. So we are redeemed by the sufferings of Christ. Redeem means compensation for the faults of bad actions. I want to continue in this. The Lord put this on my heart today. And I had 1 Peter 1, 18 in. But you were set free from an empty way of life. Wow, that was me. This way of life was handed down to you by your own people of long ago. You know that you were not bought with things that can pass away like silver or gold. Instead, you were bought with the priceless blood of Christ. He is a perfect lamb. He doesn't have any flaws at all. He was chosen before God, created the world, but he came into the world for your sake in these last days. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 20 says. And the Lord put this on my heart this morning before I came in. And the, and the thought is when I was a kid, I hardly ever got in trouble. I was always good and angel boys, what they called me. Is that right, mom? Dad, tell her head goes this way, like this. Not like this. But no, I, I got into some trouble on occasion. And the one I could think of was on the bus. And Jason, you don't need to say any more. He could tell you lots of stories. But, but I was on the bus and, and, and I was being bullied, you know. And, and, and anyway, I got so upset. We got into this fight with this kid. And, and, and I, I grabbed his hat as I was pushing him down and I threw it out the bus window. It was on the at the school in Lamar, in the elementary area, or I guess it's middle school now, on the west end, I can tell you the exact spot, and I can even see the hat hit the ground right now. Because when I got home, my mom had received a phone call. Yeah. She forgot about the forgiveness, you know. But mom had received a phone call. The school had received a phone call. And that next morning, I went into the principal's office, and, and I was paddled for throwing that hat out the window for my sin. You guys ever heard of a paddle? I got a few of them. But I got the paddle, and then I had just opened a checking account. I was in fifth grade, and I opened a checking account. I think I bought some hogs or something. I don't remember, but, but one of my first checks was to this boy for the hat that I threw out the window. I wondered why mom never framed that check. But 
But when you think about all those things that Lord put on my heart today, that all of you are probably thinking, well, that's great. You, you need to suffer the consequences of your sins. You, you needed to pay the price. But guys, it still didn't gain me the forgiveness of God. It still didn't do what I needed done. I needed Jesus. You see, those great lessons were awesome. But the true fact was Jesus paid the ransom for that particular sin in many that I would commit. Come on, I don't get an amen out of that today. But Jesus took all these things on. And I think he had felt the abandonment of God for a short time when he, this all happened. Billy Graham said it like this, but in reality, his words point to something far different. They point to the fact that when Jesus died on the cross, all our sins without exception were transferred to him. He was without sin, for he was God's in human flesh. But as, as he died, all the sins were placed on him, and he became the final and complete sacrifice for our sins. And in that moment, he was banished from the presence of God, for sin cannot exist in God's presence. His Christ speaks of truth. He endured the separation from God that you and I deserve. This is a profound truth. And yet all also should bring us great comfort. Because Christ died for us, we need not fear death or hell or judgment. The Bible says, for Christ died for sins once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Yes, amen. I think that Jesus knew all this was coming. But it's kind of like the shock of when you're hot and you're working hard and somebody comes up and throws ice cold water on you. I think he knew it was coming, but this, that it happened. And then the presence, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I want you to think on that a minute. The price that Jesus paid for Kent throwing a hat out the window and roughing a kid up. Because we always like to think about the sexual immoral. We always like to think about the heavy-duty sins, but maybe the sin of just treating your wife like crud. Of being disrespectful. Christ paid the price for all sin so that we could go into the presence of God. I could chase another lesson on that because I think we take it for granted, the presence of God. I think that, 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 that people are going to go in complete shock that don't make heaven when they experience this world without God's presence. Guys, God's presence is hovering in here today. So many times we pray, God, I wish you'd move in my life. God's moving on all around you right now. 
But we just got to step into that. God is hovering all across this world looking for opportunities to minister to us. You take that away. Man. The things that, that go unnoticed in our life that God touched us and we didn't even realize it. Or the things that we do notice that we forget about tomorrow and complain to him. Man, that's what eternity is, is like, man. Death is eternity without God. The believer will never experience death because of Christ. But in that moment, Christ kind of lets us see what it'll be like without the presence of God. Man, we take the presence of God so for granted, guys. We take him so for granted. We shouldn't even hesitate to praise his name. I challenge you to write down the things in your life that God touched just this last week. And it'll blow your mind if you really sit down and think about it. The funny thing in all this, Jesus responded to abandonment with joy. Jesus was happy to die for us because he knew how awesome the presence of God was. Did you guys think about that? He was willing to go through what he did so that we could experience the presence of God just like him. Man, that's awesome. That's worth dying for. Are we that aggressive in our evangelic outreach that, that, that we are willing to take on all this junk so that, that somebody else could experience the joy of Jesus? The joy of God, the presence. To see somebody receive Christ for the first time Man, it was worth it to lay hand on the sick person and to see him healed. To meet a financial need or another physical need. He was happy. The scripture said, let us keep looking to Jesus in Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. He is the one who started this journey of faith. And he is the one who completes the journey of faith. He paid no attention to the shame of the cross. Get that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He paid no attention to that. The shame. How many of us won't go to church because we're ashamed of it? How many of us won't pray in public because we're ashamed of it? I don't want to chase them rabbits today. But he paid no attention to the shame of the cross. He suffered there because of the joy he was looking forward to. Get that. Then he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I really want you to get verse 3. He made it through all these attacks by sinners. Think about that. Because he was focused on the joy. The end result. We get focused in on the sinners and the attacks to where they steal our joy. 
And Jesus took on the most uh, severe punishment ever endured. The abandonment that, that we talked about today. And he made it by because of the joy of looking forward to see what God was going to do in his life and lives of others. So think about him. Then you won't get tired and you won't lose hope. Think about Jesus. The second thing we see is that he did it out of love. Ephesians 5.2 said, And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. He did all these things because he loved us. And you go back to the first three weeks that we talked about, he did all this so that we could be forgiven, so that we could step into salvation, so that we could step into relationship, so that we could step into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so that we could step into our giftings and our callings. Man, Jesus put the fruit of himself in us. We can have the same love, the same joy, the same peace, the same self-control as Christ. Go read about that in Galatians chapter 5. He's given us all the giftings needed because he loves us and he loves people. So as we close out today, I, I, I just don't know where the time goes. But I want to talk about four thoughts on abandonment. You got to tear out in your bulletin, and I don't know what I did with my bulletin, but, but you got to tear out in your bulletin there. And I want you to think about your own life. On the back side there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to talk about, um, I don't have it with me, but a couple things, but to examine yourself with today. But I want to talk about four thoughts of abandonment. And the first one is, God will never abandon us. And if you're here today and you're feeling like God's left you hanging and abandoned, I want you to fill out on that paper. You don't put your name on it, but just put on there, I feel abandoned by God. And begin to talk to God about that. And I'm going to challenge you to come up and lay them at the altar at the end of the service. And if you want to spend time there, prayed about that specific thing, then take that time. God made this time for you today. But God will never abandon us. Psalm says, I have been young and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Leviticus, I will make my dwelling among you and my soul will not reject you. Hebrews, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And I skipped over, I will never leave you nor forsake you in the first part of that. What about the second one? Are you struggling with abandonment issues? You know, I joked about several today, but, but I think a lot of us, are hanging on to, or to be honest with you, a lot of you are hanging on to abandonment issues 
because I like to think I gave mine over to the Lord. Are you hanging on to abandoning issues? You know, symptoms of abandonment are always wanting to please others or giving too much in a relationship, an inability to trust others, pushing others away and rejecting them, feeling insecure in romantic partnerships and friendships. I always kid my wife, said, honey, do you love me? And she goes, you got issues. You always ask me all the time. Codependency, in other words, you heavily rely on your spouse and others. You need continual reassurance. You need to control others. You persist in unhealthy relationships, the inability to maintain relationships, moving quickly from one relationship to another, sabotage of relationships, lack of emotional intimacy, and you're drawn to people who treat you poorly and eventually leave you. And then when that happens, it just reinforces your fears and distrust. I read that from a Christian psychiatrist that that deals with abandonment. But if you're feeling abandonment today and you just can't seem to get past it, deliverance is there. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Psalms 107, 6. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells within you and and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. That's how Christ didn't leave us as orphans. He left us the Holy Spirit to coexist with us and talk to us every day. Me and Karen worked in foster care, and we dealt with abandonment many times. But we heard of a family that, that when they were uh, found, the kids were in a horse trailer, and the oldest one was chained to the horse trailer. And I think it was a collar around their neck. We were talking about it last night, and Karen didn't remember that, but we just remembered that they were, the one was chained. Can you imagine that, the feeling of abandonment there? Well, I'll never forget. How that God moved across this. It was a battle. We'd pray with this person over and over, and it just seemed like it couldn't break. And one night we're at the table reading the word and praying, and and she began to weep and just said, I can't get there. I just can't. I'm not there. I don't I don't know. I just can't, I can't, I can't. And she began to cry and a, and a tear dropped on the open Bible on John 3.16. And I share that with you guys before, but it's one of the most powerful experiences that I ever had as a pastor. 
And she gave her heart to the Lord that night. So there is a place for deliverance. Tonight at Carthage, the Lord permitting, we're going to read the seven ways to heal your fear of abandonment and, and, and things that's like that that you'll go through. And a lot of you say, well, I'm not dealing with that. I don't need to go. But it's really interesting. And, and anyway, if, again, I'm heading that direction tonight at Carthage at 6 p.m. But Jesus paid the price for our deliverance. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore sins on the body, on his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Then it goes to say, by his wounds we are healed. And we can be healed and delivered of abandonment issues. So if that's you, just write them out on that piece of paper. You don't need to put your name and, and let's get delivered today. But the last thing I say to you, if the praise team would come forward, is have you abandoned Jesus? And I want you to think about that a little bit. Have you abandoned Jesus? Because a lot of times we can act like Judas and completely walk away. And other times we can, we can act like Peter. We have good intentions. But we just can't bring ourselves to go in and get things taken care of. We allow power, wealth, prosperity, following the crowd, expectancies, requirements, all these things we allow to rob our relationship with God to where really you can, you know, Judas was premeditated. I think Peter, he just kind of fell into it. And the other disciples, I think they had good intentions, but kind of fell into it. But where do we lay in today? Are we operating in our giftings and our callings? In your bulletins today, I, I, this, I wasn't even planning this, but I saw in there your, your officers are in there for 2021. And, and, and many of you guys have signed up to be a, use your giftings and callings in the church. And I want to challenge you to press into that because I believe God's put you there. But that's the governmental part of things. But ministry's also in there also. But God has called and gifted each and every one of us. If we abandoned that calling, that gifting. And again, I just want us to check our hearts today. I'm, I'm not going to, it's none of my business. But the thought today is abandonment. And we have no reason to be operating in that place in our life because Jesus paid the price for all of it. And then the last thing tonight, if you know somebody today, I keep saying tonight and it's early, but if you know somebody that's been abandoned, that needs prayer, write their name on that paper. Just write it down on there. And again, don't try to figure the paper out. There's, there's four altar calls today. Actually, there's five. If you're here today and you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we've had somebody do it every service the last four or five anyway. 
was continue to press into that. Do you need salvation today? Because you heard about Christ and what he gave up so that you could experience the presence of God. Isn't that awesome? But if you accept salvation, I wish you'd come to me and let me pray with you. But let's stand to our feet today. I don't know if you guys notice or not, but we spread the chairs out a little bit further this week so you had room to move in and out without falling over each other. Uh, amen. I got an amen on that. I don't know where it came from. But, but the reason being is this is the most important time of the service. And I believe the Lord told me before this even really was built to give a time for this. And I don't care if you come up and lay it on the altar and turn around and go back to your seat. But I challenge you to move out in the way God has touched you today because you will get deliverance. I promise you that. So, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name today. And, Father, if there's anyone in here that that isn't saved, Lord, we ask that they'd choose you today. And as I look around the room, are you here today and are you here and need Jesus? I've never accepted Jesus as Lord before and I need to do that today. Would you raise your hand up? That's me. I want Jesus. Just raise it up high. Anybody today? I need Jesus. But Father, we lift this congregation to you today. And Father, if any of us, myself included, Lord, if we have any abandonment issues in our life, Lord, let us give them over to you now. Let us write them down on the paper and say, Lord, This is you, and I lay it at your altar today. But Father, I ask that you set us free today. You will be set free from the abandonment of being hurt by a spouse, by teachers, by parents. The Lord will set you free, but you got to step out. Write it down and bring it to his altars. But Father, again, we thank you for your son, Jesus, for paying the price for us. That we can experience this presence that we're experiencing today and that we can experience the salvation that that we've experienced, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we've experienced. Father, that we can experience the, the, the deliverance of abandonment issues in our life. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise in, the, in, in advance. Because you've already taken care of it. We just need to step out. And Father, give us a boldness to step out and to lay it at your feet today. These altars are open. Please come and lay them at the feet of the Lord today.